Welcome to Midlife Madness, where we check our ego at the door and have unfiltered conversations about midlife issues that lots of people deal with, but don't generally talk about out loud the way we do. (laughs) So pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's chat. Welcome to Midlife Madness. I'm Leslie. And I'm Marie. And we are back after taking a couple of months off, and we are so excited to start season two. If you joined us before, you know we're sisters, uh, best friends. We love to talk about important subjects like friendship, empty nesting, fitness in midlife, which is very different, uh, road rage, <laughs> farts, yes, and, farts uh, yes. <laughs> the F word, and many other fascinating topics. Uh, uh, farts is the F word, just in case you're joining in and going, what are they talking about? Yeah, and, and it's actually it's, episode six, right? <laughs> it's a great episode if you want to get to know us a little better. Yeah. Season one, episode six. Definitely don't <laughs> miss that one. <laughs> yes. Um, we have two rules. We mm-hmm. don't talk about politics and we nope. don't pass judgment except on each other. We do judge oh, yeah. each other and that's totally. okay. We're okay with that. This yeah. is a safe zone, something that I think we all could use right now. Yeah, I was going to say like those two things, uh, not talking about politics and not passing judgment are the complete opposite, polar opposite of what's going on (laughs) on social media right now. So you don't have to worry about that here because it ain't going to happen. We're just not about that life. Um, And just so you know, we are going to be releasing episodes now every other week. We were doing every week, which we loved, but it got a little hard. uh, Yeah to keep up with because we don't do this for money. This isn't something we're making any money on. We're actually spending money on it so <laughs> because we love to do it. But, um, you know, we do have other things that we actually do have to tend yeah. to where we do bring money in. So we have to, we have to earn the money <laughs> so we can do the podcast. So we'll do it every other week. Um, we'll release them on Mondays and, uh, today, September 14th is our first one. We're yeah. so excited to be with you here for season two. Uh, okay, so here comes our favorite part of the episode. Well, I don't know. Today's not going to be my favorite because it's oh. going to be embarrassing. But um, yeah, it's. I can't believe she said that out loud. Now, if you joined us last season, you know, this is where we embarrass ourselves basically, <laughs> you know, every time we go on the air. And, uh, and we talk about embarrassing stories. I think, honestly, the reason we do it is because um, we just like that people know that we're just these normal people with bodily functions and things that happen and, and, you know, embarrassing situations that kind of, you know, we want you to know that we're just, we're the normal everyday midlife woman. And uh, so we've got stories to back that truth up. And Marie, why don't you kick us off for our first, I can't believe she said that out loud. Okay. So um, yeah, it's embarrassing. And this story takes a little bit to tell because I don't want to miss anything because well, for me anyway, I mean, it's totally embarrassing, but it's also really funny. So um, uh, Leslie, you know, I had surgery on my wrist a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes. I had carpal tunnel and I had a cyst on the top of my wrist that, re- that was removed. And um, because I did both, I have incisions on the top of my wrist and on the palm of my hand. And my hand was wrapped really tight in bandages when I, when I went home and I was told not to take a, the bandage off for four days. And I, um, so I considered not bathing for four days because it's hard (laughs) to, you know, it's hard with a bandaged hand, with one hand to, to bathe. So, um, and I, but then I saw in my instructions that, um, my incisions couldn't get wet for two weeks. And I'm like, well, I can't go two weeks. There is no way I could wait that long. So 
on day two, while still hopped up on painkillers, I mean, really <laughs> bad, I was loopy, I decided to take a bath. Oh, how did that work out for you? It, it was a terrible idea. And <laughs> I, I blame Bob, my husband, because he should have never let me do it. And I was not in fault. I was in no shape mentally or physically to make a decision that important in that moment. So, but, but can I just like in Bob's defense? Yes. You are a force to be reckoned with. You <laughs> are right. stubborn. There's <laughs> nothing he could have said that would have made you think for one second that you couldn't do it. Right. Right. Well, You're right. Okay. You are, but, you are correct. But he let's also reiterate that it is his fault. So oh, anyway. it is. It's definitely. <laughs> I think I might even say it again later. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I drew the water. And I slowly got into the tub. And when I sat down, I realized right away that our the way our tub is structured, I had no comfortable place to put my arm that was bad, my bad arm that was wrapped. All I could do really was hold it straight up so, <laughs> so it wouldn't get wet. So, and I honestly can't remember. I'm so relaxed. I know. <laughs> so I... I, I honestly cannot remember if I put a plastic bag around my hand or not. Um, I, I don't know. The painkillers were in full force. So I'm not sure what possessed me that I should wash my hair. Oh, no. But I With did. One hand and one it, in the air. It, it was a terrible idea. So the, <laughs> the smart thing to do would have been to like lean back, get my hair wet in the water. But that's not what I did. You leaned forward, didn't no, you? No, I did not. What? Uh, and I don't know why I did this, but I started <laughs> dumping cups of water on the top of my head. Like and mom used to do. Yes, I started <laughs> doing that. I don't know why I did it that way. I wish I could remember why I decided that that was a good idea because it you wasn't. Were, you regressed. Yes. Back and so and after I finally, you know, well, I, I wet my hair, not well enough, by the way. Um, I, I went to put shampoo, I picked up the shampoo and I went to put it in my bad hand. I, I literally held my hand out like I was going to put it on my bandage. And I was like, oh, wait, I, I can't use that hand. So put my hand back up in the air and took the shampoo <laughs> bottle and started squeezing it on top of my head. Oh, no. And it's really hard to judge. Oh, yeah. How much shampoo is coming out when you can't see the bottle. So I put the shampoo and down. And popped up on pink. Exactly. So I put the shampoo down and I went to wash my hair. And that's when I realized two things. One, I used a lot of shampoo. I mean, <laughs> I could have washed my hair five times with the amount of shampoo that was on my head. But even worse, I realized that my hair wasn't wet enough to wash. Oh my gosh. You know that feeling like oh, where yeah, yeah. you have to wet it in order for it to lather up. So yes. I have all the shampoo and basically all my hair underneath was dry. Ugh. And so I, I finally did like lean back and got my hair a little wet. And in the process, I lost like half the shampoo, but I still had enough for, you know, three shampoos. Oh, in my hair. Yeah. So it was no big deal. Um, <laughs> now I'm laughing. Like I, I started, I'm laughing out loud at the absurdity of what is going on and I can hardly breathe. Um, so I get all lathered up. My left hand is in the air. Still. 
and no blood in it now. <laughs> right. And I hear a knock on the door and it's Bob. And he had heard me laughing and he was making sure I was okay. And while I really wasn't, <laughs> I told him I was. And that I probably should have asked for help at that point, but you didn't. I, I, I was laughing so hard. And it's actually I was having fun. Oh and he would have spoiled it. And so yeah, he would have saved you from yourself. <laughs> exactly. So I rinsed out the shampoo. I leaned back. I finally came to my senses and did the right thing. I got all the shampoo out and then used about a quarter of a bottle of conditioner. <laughs> and again, I, you know, I couldn't see. Um, and in my defense, it came out really fast, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most likely because I squeezed it really hard. <laughs> and so I finished my bath the best I could with one hand and then had to deal with getting out of the tub and drying off, which was comical. And I was oh, still man. laughing when I left the bathroom and oh, I went God. to tell Bob my story, which, you know, I think it's hysterical, but he basically shook his head and rolled his eyes. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm with you. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but it's because I'm like picturing you holding your hand up in the air and it's heavier because you've got all those bandages and it's right. just been through trauma. Right. Oh my word. It was, oh my word. It was funny. Yeah. Welcome to midlife. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the way it works in midlife, I think. And here's, here's my, uh, I can't believe she said this out loud uh, or that out loud. I, um, mine is like, I don't know. I always feel like mine are mortifying. They're not just like <laughs> embarrassing. They're like mortifying. And, and as soon as I set this up, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. So one day uh, I decided to buy black bean burgers. <laughs> Why? Because I like them. And I thought, well, that would be an easy thing to make for lunch one day. Yeah. So I made one for lunch, right? Not really remembering that I had said that I would teach a Pilates <laughs> class later that night. And so, oh, no. I know where this is going. The, the black bean burger was so good. I ate every single bite. And then a few hours later in my Pilates class, yeah, there you know how you know in yoga there's like release. <sighs> there was other kinds of release this day. <laughs> and it was from me and and it, I was subbing the class, so it wasn't even my class. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I was mortified." Let's just say episode 6, season 1, will give you an idea of what happened <laughs> in that Pilates class and it was you really honestly when you're in middle age and you're doing Pilates moves, it happens. I should have turned the music up more. I should have yeah. not had a black bean burger for lunch before. <laughs> I literally look at those every time I open the freezer and I go, nope, nope, never know what's going to happen tonight. I might have to go teach a class. I, I'm scared to death of them now. They're horrifying. <laughs> well, but it was so good. Maybe a, a midnight snack. I don't know. Not, but don't, I don't know. I know. It, I, oh. it, I just can't. I don't know. Maybe I got to get some Beano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. It, well, yesterday, Bob showed me a video that he thought was funny. And it was this personal trainer stretching his client. And it pushed her legs into her tummy. And then it was like, my <laughs> <laughs> 12 year old boys, <laughs> they laughed. They were laughing so hard. It was awesome. <laughs> that was me. And I was like, I am so sorry. And everybody pretended like they didn't hear it, but I know they did. Yeah. Uh, bless. Please don't leave now that you've heard our embarrassing yeah, stories. Yeah, don't leave. We're, it gets better, I promise. 
Okay, so we are back. And uh, like, I mean, you may or may not know if you're joining us for the first time, this is like news to you. But we've been out of uh, commission for a couple months, just taking some breaks and, you know, getting, I don't know, I think COVID was our last one, you know, it kind of hit us hard, not the actual disease, but the actual what it's done to our lives and our family and our communities. And I think we just needed a break. Um, yeah. because it, w- it felt weird to talk about anything else at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a thing, you know, we're still dealing with COVID in, in our communities and everything. And I was thinking as I was preparing for the show, I'm like, do I feel like it's back to normal or am I just getting used to the new normal, you know? And I hate that saying new normal. It's so dumb, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like it feels a little less intense, you know? Does it feel like that in Minnesota? It feels like that in Utah. It it does. Um, you know, um, Eloise, my granddaughter, is headed back to school tomorrow or Monday when the episode comes out. Monday, today's Saturday. Um, anyway, yeah, see, this is what COVID is like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is. I have no idea what day it is. But anyway, Eloise is heading COVID back. Brain. COVID brain. Yes. And, uh, and we've also decided that there is a significant truth in the term you have gained the COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, well, yeah, I've lost some of that already. Thank goodness. But yeah, I'm, it's a, it's work. It's yeah. definitely work. But yeah, eating is so easy when you're home all day. Yeah, it is. It is it's a lot easier than when you're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the same thing you said. Did we back? Are we ready? <laughs> Well, and it's funny because, yeah, I was like, man, am I in the mindset to do this? But I knew that once we got on and started recording, it would feel it would that I and I'm already feeling better. So I feel a little like this is normal. Yeah. And, you know, like a couple of nights ago, my husband was watching football and I don't even like football, but I sat out there and watched it with him just because it felt like it was the first time in months that I've watched TV and thought this feels normal. This feels like life. Right. Except no. if you look in the stands, they're pretty I much. I just didn't. Yeah. I just listened. I didn't look in the stands. I, I didn't actually watch it. I just listened to it and kind of played on my phone. And But it just felt comfortable. And I was like, right. man, I, I think we all just sort of miss normalcy, you know, and have been trying to figure out ways to to have normalcy in our lives this summer. So um, so a couple of things that I've been up to, just so you know, uh, if you care. <laughs> We moved. Uh, yeah, we moved from Ogden, Utah to Heber, which is um, near Park City. It's a we're just renting right now. We're going to build a house um, and we're super excited about it. And then I started a new job, which is you know really funny. I don't know if you remember last season I talked about I had just signed a contract to start a position at a bar and Pilates yoga mm-hmm. spin studio as the, you know, kind of helping her with management. And then that was the 13th of March and literally the next day, everything closed down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, crap, I finally get my dream job. And now I'm like, Oh, so we, we really had to close down for a couple of months and that was tough. Um, but it, it's been nice because now that we're living here in Heber, I'm very close to the studio. So I'm able to teach more. I'm able to help more. And um, so that's been really fun. I uh, I love what I do, and that's such a great feeling. And it feels good to kind of do something that feels normal. And we're open, 
but we're taking a lot of precautions. We're cleaning a lot more. Everybody still has to be six feet apart. Initially, it was 10 feet. So our classes were really small. Now they're still small, but we get six feet apart, which is nice. Um, so I'm enjoying that. That's really fun. I also took up tennis. So I've started taking tennis lessons and I, I thought I was really good until I played with my husband and he showed no mercy. It was bad. <laughs> I have this rule. Okay. This is going to sound really dumb, but I have this rule that when you're playing tennis, like you have to earn the skirt. You can't just like go play tennis and wear a tennis skirt. You have to be good at it because if you're wearing a skirt, everybody's like, dang, look at her playing tennis. And they're like, she must know what she's doing. This is my thought process, whether or not that's the real thing. I don't know. <laughs> so I have yet to wear a skirt, even though I have like six of them. Like I won't wear it because I'm like, I don't, I haven't earned this yet. And my tennis instructor thinks it's the most hilarious, ridiculous thing he's ever heard. But I ended up wearing a skirt the other day to play with my husband. I haven't worn it to practice, mind you, or, you know, any of that, but I was like, I'm going to play with him. And I was like, I really want to look cute for him. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. I look so cute, but I sucked. And I was like, this is terrible. I think there is a curse on you if you try to use the skirt before you're actually ready. So I, I'm chalking it up to that, but the the, the truth is he's so competitive. Oh yeah. This is why we don't play games or anything. He's just mean. I'm like, that was a cheap shot. He goes, no, it wasn't. It was a winning shot. (laughs) And here's the deal. If you would have won, if you would have kicked his butt, he would have never played with you again. You're right. So I I could just pretend that I let him win, just (laughs) masculine. But he really just creamed me all over that court. It was embarrassing. And I even thought to myself, have these, oh, I told him, I go, you know what the thing about Michael is? He's my tennis coach. And he goes, he goes, what? I said, he puts the ball like right where I need it to be so I can hit it. You're putting it in places I can't reach it. And he goes, honey, that's tennis. That's tennis. That's what happens. The ball doesn't always go where you want it to go. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not fair. So anyway, took up tennis. Um, I moved my daughter, Peyton, uh, to South Carolina. We actually took a, a cross-country trip from Utah, drove because she has like a thousand plants and they okay, don't okay. I want to stop. I want to stop. So I I went to visit Leslie <laughs> when, um, during our two-month hiatus here and got to see Peyton, which was lovely. I just, yeah. I love my nieces and nephews, but, um, and I heard how the reason the basic reason they had to drive was because of these plants. Oh yeah. Totally. Because they're like her pets. They're, they're like her children. They're like her children. She calls and- me a grand plant rent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, say that again. Grand plant rent. <laughs> I don't have any grandkids, but I have plants. <laughs> but okay, so when they would stop mm-hmm. at a hotel, they took how many plants was it? Like 20? I would say, yeah. At least probably. 20 plants. And they yeah. weren't all big. Some of them were small. But they took them into the hotel with them. We did. And every time the person behind the, the thing would say, well, this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'd like to introduce you to my anal retentive 19-year-old daughter, who is now 20, by the way. Um, oh, but she was 19 then. And uh, yeah, she just could not... It, uh, yeah. Well, and I, I just thought that was, well, okay. For you, 
I think she's so lucky to have you because if I was her mother, I would say, get on the plane, <laughs> get on the plane. And, get, and if I did end up having to drive her for whatever reason, I would say, no, the plants stay in the car. So anyway, she's lucky to have you. Yeah, she is lucky to have me, but I'm lucky to have her too. It was fun. We actually had a really good time. It was just, it's a pain, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. Anytime you have something that is alive, like a plant or a dog or a child, Mm -hmm. you know, things change. You don't have the freedoms. And so it's kind of nice that she's sort of learning. Yeah. Like if you want to take care of something like that, you got to be willing to, you know, make some sacrifices. Well, and it's not even just taking care of them for her. She literally knows all their names and, you know, what, what amount of light they should have and what type of environment they thrive in. And she's very good. Yeah. She's a future botanist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I, I took her back to school and then as soon as, literally, as soon as we got to South Carolina, we drove straight to the airport and I flew back home. Like I didn't even stick around because at that point, uh, COVID was pretty big in South Carolina and I just didn't want to expose myself, um, because of my job and everything. So anyway, so that we did that. And then, um, my son, Tommy is a, um, wildfire fighter. So I spent a lot of time praying for him. Uh, you know, it's been very active fire season. His particular crew has fought quite a few fires, but, they aren't in any of the huge ones in California and Oregon that you're hearing about, or, you know, even in Colorado, golly, they're everywhere. It's so bad that um, I've had some asthma issues, like real bad. I had an asthma attack yesterday and had to cancel a class I was going to teach this morning um, mm. at the studio because I was like, I know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. Cause after an asthma attack, you just, mm-hmm. it's like you ran a marathon the day before, you know? So um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been, it's been tough because and I think it's the smoke in the air, you know, even here in Utah, we've got fires and all the smoke from everywhere. If you look at a map and then look at the smoke issues. So, mm. um, it's been, it's been pretty awful. There've been days where we couldn't even, we, you've seen our view. Yes. The mountains are like huge and they're right there, literally right there. We couldn't see the mountains some days. Wow. Yeah, it was really bad. Well, and Tommy's in Washington State. Yeah, he's right? in Washington State, and he's like up in the upper right hand side of Washington. <laughs> That's called East. Oh, yes, the Upper East. Um, <laughs> sorry, Northeast. Northeast. There we go. He's in the Northeast section, and so they haven't had a ton of issues there. Which, you know, I, I I'm kind of torn because I'm happy as a mom because I've been praying that he'd be safe, and he has been. Um, but I feel bad for him because I think there's a part of him that wishes he was helping with these huge fires where there's, you know, they're desperate, but people aren't willing to let go of their crews in case it happens in their area. You know what I mean? So it's just hard. It, it's been, it's been hard for that. 2020, man. Yeah. I just, oh. that's all I can say. Don't even get me started. What the crud with 2020? <laughs> what the crud? That's yeah. what I got to say. Yeah. And, and spe- okay, speaking of one more thing, and then I'll let you, I want to, I want to hear what you've been up to. Um, I've been learning to train my dogs. Okay. Because, well, you know, I have two dogs and now Kennedy is living with us temporarily and she has a dog mm-hmm. and I got my two dogs to stop barking at the neighbor dogs. Initially, this was a big dissension, right? Well, it got better. Everything was fine. Well, then enter Kennedy's dog. 
now she gets riled up with the other because they're barking dogs, but they're tiny. They're not going to hurt you. They just sound like they are. You know what I mean? But she gets like angry about it. So I have had to get them little buzz collars. They're not shock collars. They just vibrate. Mm -hmm. And it's actually working, but it's just been a nightmare. Like it, it really has been so hard. And I don't know if it's hard because it's 2020 and I'm just got so many other things I'm dealing with, or if it's like really like, I don't know. It's just been tough, but we're finally, I think in a good place. And last night I was so excited because her dog went outside, started running for the fence. Like she does, she charges the fence and starts barking at the you know little dogs next door. And Rod said, Rose, and she stopped and turned around and ran right back up. And I was like, "Ah, it's working. I'm so happy. So, now, now you got to figure out if you can actually pull that off, or it has, or does it have to be Rod? <laughs> well, if I've got the the buzzer, I yeah. can pull it off. Okay. And, but he did it without the buzzer, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's been interesting though. So that's kind of where I've been, just kind of resettling and figuring it out. We actually bought property and we're going to, you know, build a house mm-hmm. on this land, and decided that's not where we wanted to be. Um, so now we've bought property somewhere else. I was standing on the deck the other day, and I go. We own all of the land. <laughs> and I put my arms up like, we, and it was so funny. And Rod was like, oh my gosh. I was like, we got to figure this out. So we're actually going to be moving into, we're going to build a house in this little teeny town called Midway. Mm-hmm. And it's the cutest little town. If you've ever been in Utah, it's, oh, it's so cute. So I'm really excited about it. But yeah, that's my wrap up. Let's hear yours. What you've been up to? You know what? I think part of my problem is not much. I mean, I work. And so the the thing that I've been doing is trying to figure out how to do a job where you travel all the time, <clears throat> excuse me, and um and do it without traveling. And so there's a lot of, you know, the zooming and there's um I don't know, it's a lot of phone work and computer work and I while I still I really love actually I've enjoyed like I, I sleep better. I mean, just a lot of things are better now that I'm not traveling so much. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But, but my job, um, I work with patients with this super, super rare disease and I love the face to face and, um, I love, you know, going out and meeting them and hearing their story and, uh, in they, this rare disease, um, a lot of times it can take, you know, a decade. I, one, I talked to a patient recently, um, who it was 13 years to get a diagnosis because the disease is so super rare that most doctors haven't heard of it. Oh my so word. It was like a paragraph in a textbook in medical school. You oh know? my word. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I, I miss, I really miss that part of my job. I miss being able to go to meetings with my team. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm plugging along and and I'm doing okay. I think um, for me, the mental health stuff started to become a problem. Mm. Um, And I've shared, you know, that I I, I deal with depression and anxiety and um, I have a therapist. um, I take medication. But even so, I was starting to have especially first anxiety and then depression. And um, since then, uh, I'm getting much better. In fact, ironically, I talked to my therapist this morning and, um, and I'm, I'm doing much better. And I was never like in a crisis right, right. like that, but I was having a hard time. I was kind of withdrawing and um, just not 
being the like the person who would reach out like normal. And um yeah. and you probably noticed I wasn't calling as much. And yeah, which is why I picked up my phone and called. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't let her do that for long. <laughs> right. And so um so I'm doing I'm doing a lot better, but I will I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's still it's still hanging there. And I don't know if it's COVID or if it's a lot of the stuff that's um, you know, that's going on around me, the election. I'm not I'm not talking politics at all, but mm-hmm. I it's very stressful though. Yeah, I can't watch the news anymore because of the political ads. That's all I was watching on TV was news, and I don't mean like CNN or Fox News. Heck, no. I'm talking about like the morning news on my local TV station. Right, I right. Even watch that now because of the political ads. I'm just I get so worked up, and I spend a lot of time on the internet googling things to find out what was true and what wasn't. And so many people I love are posting things that are either not true, taken out of context, or they're, um, they're re or what's the word I'm looking for. They're interpreting what was actually, what actually happened differently to cert to, to, um, to serve their view. view. Sorry. I'm like all over the place. No, no, I understand. It's tough. And so I, I was losing respect for people that I care about and maybe I shouldn't say that on the podcast, but I was. And I don't want to be like that. I I don't want to judge. I don't want to. That's not who I am. And so oh, I, yeah. I've shut off my my social media until at least after the election. I'm not sure. Um, it, it, depending on how what happens after, because that could go badly too. I don't know. I don't think. But, I, I my fear is that no matter what happens, there's going to be uproar. Yeah. And because people are so passionate right now, and I don't know if it's because we have a lot of time on our hands. Right. Um, right. I, I, like I said, we don't want to talk about politics, but we can talk about the mental aspect yeah. of being an observer yeah. of what's going on. And I have stayed away. I'm like, I don't talk about it at all. Right. You won't find it. You won't find it. And my, on my feed, I learned very early on in this process, you can't speak your mind. Because no, you can't, and it you just can't. It's there's no point. You're not going to share a meme with yeah. a quote on it from a, like a a one hundredth of a part of a, a you know an actual um, article or whatever, and change somebody's mind. You're just yeah. not. And I did it for a while, and I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed, but I do remember seeing, and I was like, she's got to be careful because because I know you're just so mm-hmm. passionate, and and. And you're protective of the people that you yeah. love. Yeah. But and sometimes I, we have to let people just believe what they believe and and let them just figure it out the hard way, which is hard. Right. Well, and I'm I'm highly empathetic yeah. to a fault. Yeah. Where I just take stuff on. Mm-hmm. And right now, and you know, for my own mental mental health, I've had to put up some boundaries to um, protect myself from. Good for you. That. And um, so I'm doing it. And my therapist is so proud of me. <laughs> So is your sister. <laughs> so outside of that, I mean, one of the things I'm really excited about, I mean, you know, Leslie, that I love to write. Yes. And I've been working on a project for a couple of years and um, I've taken, I think, three, maybe four writing classes this summer and yeah. online. And I've That's learned. So cool. So I even had an opportunity to submit some of my work to an editor who looked at it and gave me some like feedback that I was so thrilled with that it inspired me to do more. So, so I'm writing a lot. I'm taking some classes, trying to figure out how to put my thoughts on paper and I'm really enjoying it. That's so awesome. 
Yay. Yeah. 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 I was really excited because I think the book that Marie's working on is going to be <laughs> we'll gangbusters. See. No, it's so good. It's such a great concept. We won't spoil it, but look for it in the future. <laughs> It'll be good. So, okay. So that's what I did this summer and we're going to do, we wanted to just do some current events, I guess. And yeah, but we, we're not going to get um, political and we're not going to, you know, we don't want to talk about the ugly stuff. I mean, yeah. obviously COVID's going on. I think we're all getting used to it. I think, um, you know, school is starting again and, you know, who knows? We still don't know what this is going to look like overall in the end. So well, I think what cracks me up is everybody's like, oh, I can't wait till 2021. I'm like, do we really know what's going on in 2020? Because 2020 has not been very good to us. And we don't, just because it ends doesn't mean everything's going to go away and go back exactly. to normal. So I say, and this is what I tell people, I'm like one day at a time, just take it one day at a time, do what you can, yep. um, be as loving as you can, because everybody's hurting and everybody's angry and everybody's passionate and everybody's, I just like, you. it doesn't matter what you post mm -hmm. online somebody takes it wrong. Everybody's offended. I, I've i never felt so hopeless mm -hmm. with society as I have recently. And that's why I've decided my my feed when I'm on, which isn't even an, nearly what it used to be. It's never anything that could bring. And if it does, I'm like, how did this happen? I was not talking about this. How People try to hijack what you say and make it into a political statement even. And right. so anyway, sorry, I don't, I keep going back to that. I think it's bothering me. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and, you know, it's, you know, you've got COVID, you've got that. I mean, there's a lot of political issues right now too, outside of the election. And, and so it's just too hard. And for my own, for my own self, I have to just step out. Yeah. Um, another thing that is hard this time of year for me is that I live in Minnesota mm. and there are some trees in my neighborhood that are already turning. And when I see that, it's I start to feel down. It's like a trigger. It's it like is a, a trigger. oh, yeah. And um, and so and it's so funny. I saw um, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. Bob and I went to one of his shows a couple years ago, and he does this thing about fall. And one of the things he said is, you know, we just love fall, and the trees are so beautiful. Because, but do you get it? Like those leaves are dying. <laughs> They're dying. They're like. <laughs> I mean, he's like, really, when they fall on the ground, it's like a graveyard for leaves. And I was like, holy <laughs> like, oh cow, he's so right. They're just But dying. you know what, though? Like, it's so funny that you're saying this because the way I look at it, and I, I think, and this is what I'm learning through this year. This year has taught me something very important. The lens that you view life through mm -hmm. really matters as to how you react. Because like when I, yes, they do die. But when they fall to the ground, the wind pushes them around and it's like they're dancing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So to me, it reminds me of Christianity where you have to die so that the spirit can give you life and help you to dance. Does that make sense? It does. And I know that your daughter, Stephanie, loves fall and she loves does. leaves. And yes. Yes. So we, we try to look at it like, okay, at least before they, it's almost like, <laughs> this is, I, you know, I was on Survivor, so I love Survivor analogies. Um, you know, before somebody gets voted out and they make a big splash before they go out, you know, I feel like leaves do that when they turn those colors. They're like, we're dying, but it's okay. Cause guess what? We're coming back, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not the same leaf, but it is a new right. leaf in its place. And like, that is the circle of life. 
to it me, is. it's beautiful, but it, but I get it. It is, it's, it's a death, but you know, and as a Christian, like we're told we need to die to ourselves, not literally like physically right. die, but we need to die so that he can live through us and give us a new life. And so to me, I think it, it the lens that you look at that. Right. So but, yeah. Yeah. Mine was through Jim Gaffigan and yours. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> well, but no, sorry. I'm not trying to say it's any better. I'm just trying to say, because I think it's hilarious the way he's like, yeah. that's, a, that's a funny bit that he talks about. Like, you're right. Yeah. They do. They die. Uh, and the thought of them screaming and saying, help. Right. <laughs> hilarious. Exactly. But well, I, you know, I, I do. I just want to encourage people who might be listening who are like, oh, you know, well, it really does matter how you look at it. One other thing that we did this summer um, that I just remembered, and I shared this on social media before I shut it down. Um, back in like March or April, I can't remember now, but um, Chewy, the pet food company. Yeah. Yeah. They sent us this box of bird seed. I mean, like huge b- bags of bird seed. And um, I didn't order them. And the, when I, the, my name was on the outside on the the shipping label, but inside was this woman who lives in Pennsylvania. And so I called them and I was like, Hey, I, you know, I accidentally got this shipment and you know, what do you want me to do with it? And they said, just, you know, just keep it. It, It's not very expensive and it's more expensive to ship it back, blah, 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 blah. And they said, or you can donate it. Well, and I actually wanted to do that. I had no idea where to donate birds. (laughs) I really thought about it and I was like, but, and then I thought, you know, and it sat in my garage, actually it sat in my garage for a few weeks. And I thought, I'm just going to buy a bird feeder and put it out. And so I put it in this tree in my front yard and I just got the cheapest bird feeder on Amazon. And I put it in the tree in my front yard and um, my husband and I, Bob and I would sit outside and watch the birds. And next thing we know, we're out of bird seed. We buy more. (laughs) They knew what they were doing. (laughs) We we buy another bird feeder. So now we have two. Then I bought a hummingbird feeder, which by the way, we've seen those two and they are amazing. They look so cool. They look like bugs until they... You know what I mean? Like a big bug. Like and then yeah, they, they just stay in one place. Yeah, and they hover there. You're able to see, oh, that's a hummingbird. But sometimes they just like like one of those big bugs. But anyway, um, so now we have we had we have cardinals and it coming into our bird feeder. And they I love cardinals. They remind me of so much because they remind me of our stepdad, Rick. Oh yeah, yeah. And um he loved cardinals. I remember him having like a, a ceramic cardinal um, on his desk at some point. And, um, and I knew it was the state bird for our home state of West Virginia. Yeah. And I've now learned that it's the state bird for, I think it's seven states. <laughs> so it's not all that special, but. No, but that um, is special. I mean, I think cardinals also represent um, like, I, I, I know this is crazy and it's definitely not biblical, but somebody has said that, you know, people come to visit you through Cardinals, like when they're gone and, and like that, that's when you see one, somebody's thinking of you. Yes. I've heard that. I've heard it's like an old wives tale. Yeah. And it probably is just that, but it's a nice thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have spent so much time in our front yard, which we never do, by the way, we never Mm. sat in our front yard and I have no idea what most of the birds are. But I know what the cardinals are. I know what the hummingbirds are. And I know we have doves and some other birds in there that I just absolutely love watching. And 
So it has really, and so thank you, Chewy. <laughs> Chewy.com for your animal needs. <laughs> How much do we get for that? And, and you know what? I emailed them. This is so cool. I emailed them and told them about this, you know, like months oh. after they sent it. And I said, hey, um, you know, this is what happened with that bird seed that I kept that you guys sent me on accident. And, um, and I told them about how we've enjoyed, I, we actually watched a family of Cardinals, these babies grow up oh. over the summer and, um, they weren't even red at first and now they are. And, um, that is so sweet. they're born kind of gray, but anyway, um, they emailed me back and they were so excited to hear from you don't get those kind of messages right? oh I know it's only negative stuff exactly and so they shared my email with the whole company <gasps> oh yep. that's so sweet that's sweet I I just love it I love, I love it. that <laughs> but see, that's another way you took something crappy and made something good for yeah. them exactly so okay, I had to check it. It. <coughs> sorry I've been really good I haven't coughed this whole time yeah so I, I don't have the Rona it's literally just asthma, I promise. <laughs> but we are many states away. So even if it was that, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't need to worry. Um, yeah. But anyway, well, this has been our um, We're Back episode of Midlife Madness Season 2. And um, we got some pretty interesting topics that are yeah. coming up. And, you know, we don't usually just spend the time during our podcast talking about ourselves, but we just wanted to catch up on what we've gotten out of our time off and what we've been doing with ourselves this summer. Uh, of course, we'd love to hear what you've been up to as well. So let us know on our Facebook page, Midlife Madness Podcast. Um, or if you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. It's midlifemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. And we do respond to emails. So we love to hear from you. Uh, and we also would love to hear what you want to hear about. What do you want to talk about? Uh, are there topics that are concerning you? Maybe you're approaching midlife. Maybe you're in it. Something's bugging you about it. Something's exciting you about it. Mm -hmm. um, we want to hear about it. And that brings me to one more thing I want to go over before we close today. I actually found the coolest thing on our friend Teresa's Facebook wall today. Marie's not on Facebook right now. So I told her, I was like, oh my goodness, you have to see we went to high school with Teresa. Her name is Teresa Wheeler. Well, we know her as Teresa Wheeler. She has a new awesome. last name now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, she shared this and I loved it. And I was like, we have to share this with our listeners because, you know, we're all sort of in midlife for the most part. If we're not, we're almost there or we're past it. And we remember that we remember it well. So what she said is in case you missed it on 60 minutes, this is what Andy Rooney thinks about women near or over 50. Ooh. As I grow in age, I value women near or over 50 most of all. Here are just a few reasons why. A woman near or over 50 will never wake you in the middle of the night and ask, what are you thinking? <laughs> she doesn't care what you think. <laughs> if a woman near 50 uh, or over 50 doesn't want to watch the game, she doesn't sit around whining about it. She does something she wants to do, and it's usually more interesting. <laughs> women near or over 50 are dignified. They seldom have a screaming match with you at the opera or in the middle of an expensive restaurant. Of course, if you deserve it, they won't hesitate to shoot or stab you if they think they can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Uh, older women are generous with praise, often undeserved. They know what it's like to be unappreciated. Mm -hmm. Women get psychic as they age. You never have to confess your sins to a woman near or over 50. Once you get past a wrinkle or two, a woman near or over 50 is far sexier than her younger counterpart. 
Older women are forthright and honest. They'll tell you right off if you're a jerk, if you're acting like one. You don't ever have to wonder where you stand with her. Yes, we praise women near or over 50 for a multitude of reasons. Unfortunately, it's not reciprocal. For every stunning, smart, well-coiffed, hot woman near or over 50, there is a bald, paunchy relic in yellow pants <laughs> making a fool of himself with some 22-year-old waitress. Ladies, <laughs> I apologize. Isn't that hilarious? That was awesome. And then, of course, it says if if you're a woman near or over fifty, you need to copy paste and add a picture of yourself, and keep rocking the best you. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that was really funny. But it's it's it is encouraging to know, like you know, as we get older, it actually does get better. Um, and we're here not just to talk about midlife, but to celebrate it. So if there's something that you want to hear about, something you want us to research, we love research. Oh, well, I love research. Marie loves where I was going to say, wait, <laughs> hold up. Marie loves research. I love just people. So whatever, you know, whatever we can do to help you get through this or to encourage you, because we all have good days and bad days. That's what we're here for. So thank you for joining us um, for Midlife Madness. And, you know, Marie's got some closing remarks for you because we always have a little witty. Well, Marie always has a witty little, <laughs> little what do you call it? A ditty? No, a ditty. Yeah, yeah I don't know, but um, a witty ditty. They're, they're not always humorous. So sometimes they're really pathetic. But, um, oh, but they're cute. Today, we hope your summer was wonderful as the leaves on your trees become colorful. Aw. Well, that wasn't funny, but it was sweet. And I like it. And it's true. And don't forget, my friend, you are enough right where you are. Thanks for listening to Midlife Madness Podcast. Season two, episode one, we're back. We will be back in two weeks and uh, we'll let you know very soon what that topic's going to be, but I promise it will be worth listening. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye.